Welcome to episode number 149, Set Sales. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Gabe Goose and the man himself, Joe Snydman. What's going on? Set sales. In this episode, we have special guest and national account manager, Joe Snydman. We cover topics that range from customer retention, sales quotas, the art of new sales, competition, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Mary Kay Ash and Thomas J. Watson Jr. Guys, if you're new, thank you for listening. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening Pleasure kicking things off. Joe, thank you for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, man. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, obviously, been a fan for a long time watching Definitely. you guys and listening to the podcast. So, super excited to be on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we had uh, his brother, Evan Snyman, on episode 46. Um, so, uh, you know, I grew up with the Snydmans, so we're, we're very close friends. Everyone obviously grew up and are currently doing their own thing, so it's nice to catch up and, uh, you know, kind of tap into what you're up to and all your things, and obviously all of us can learn a little bit uh, from you. Uh, so won't you tell everyone who you are and what you do? Yeah, so uh, my name is Joe Snydman. Uh, I'm a national account ma- manager with a, the largest commercial industrial roofing company in North America. Uh, currently cover a territory that is all of New Jersey and parts of uh, New York City. Um, been working in, in this industry for three years and then total in sales for eight years. Uh, didn't originally start in the construction industry, but this yeah. is kind of where, you know, my path's taken me. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, June will be three years at this company. Things are going pretty well right now. And, nice. you know, just keep pushing along. So... I mean, may, maybe you you knew at, at a young age, but some sometimes sale. We everyone knows sales is not for everyone, right? So did, was this something you know you grew up and you're like in the back of your mind you knew you were going to do? It was just kind of something you fell into. How did that all work out? Yeah, so I would say you know growing up, I wasn't necessarily like you know this dream story of like pushing all these little products or anything right. like that. But right. I think you know I saw some people that were older than me that were in sales and had some successful career paths. Yeah, um, went you know a bunch of different ways, but ultimately was able to make a good living in that industry. Yeah. And ultimately, you know you're responsible. You create what you make. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. think that was the biggest thing for me. Like I didn't want to be. Uh, waiting on somebody else to make me money, you know, I'd rather go out and get it myself and, and, and just be able to create for yourself in this way. There's, you know, you know, the sky's the limit in sure. a sense because you, you have no, no cap. Right. So, so was your first job as a salesman or doing sales or pushing products or ha- had that work out right, like straight out of college? What was all that about? Yeah. So I, funny enough, I actually worked for a roofing company straight out of college. <laughs> nice. uh, it was a door to door job. It was only commission. I was actually working for a friend at the time. Yeah. I had tried getting into, you know, with corporations and they kept pushing back saying you need experience. I was right out of college. How was right. I supposed to have experience? Right. Exactly. So, you know, I went back, you know, did that for like six months to a year. 
flipped that into a, another job working as a small business consultant for a payroll company. Nice. Um, and then from there, worked there for three and a half years and kind of just elevated myself and tried to keep going that way. Yeah. Um, so, so what would you say, you know, like, go, you know, as you went from your first job and you progressed, were you looking for, obviously, so, so your first job was commission-based. Were you looking for something that was also commission-based or you're trying to get a salary plus, you know, commission? You know, what, what's like the, the goal? Like, what's like the sweet gig with that? Yeah, I, I guess the, you know, the dream is obviously I always have the, the, the salary and then commissions on top of that. But I think I was just looking for more support as like a corporation behind me too with, yeah. the, you know, a name behind me. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, being set up and then the ability to grow in the company. So, right. I, you know. I don't know if I want to be in sales the rest of my life. I, you know, sure. I want to get into management or try to be an executive, something crazy like that. Definitely. You know what I mean? You have to take these steps. And I think, you know, that that's why I did it. So how did it work? Um, you know, back in sixth grade, I had to sell M&Ms to get on a, uh, <laughs> yeah. a trip to like Dorney Park or something for school. And uh, well, everybody has the candy sale. Yeah, the candy sale. You had to sell the box or whatever. Or the candy bars or whatever it is. Right. Um, even then, I don't even know if I realize it. It was easy to me just because obviously you're a kid and you're every most kids, you know, have a smile and then people think you're cute and they're just going to buy something off oh, you, yeah. right? Totally different when you're pitching something more than a dollar to somebody, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, can you explain to us, you know, a little bit about your experience and, and, you know, like the pitfalls with that? And, you know, it's not, I know for a fact that's not easy. Yeah. No, not at all. And I would say, you know, my second job out of college where I was working with small businesses, yeah. it was a smaller dollar amount sale. Um, you were dealing with small businesses. So not to say that they weren't sophisticated, yeah. but they don't have the sophistication of a large Fortune 100 company or a yeah. Fortune 200, whatever it may sure, be, sure. company. Um, so I think that's what I found the biggest difference was right away is that I was started going from selling these small, maybe $2,000 deals to now I'm working with like $200,000 deals or a yeah. million dollar deals. And like right away it was like, whoa. Like, yeah, you felt you know, the weight of that. The buyer... I think that you get is completely different Yeah, because a lot of the people that I end up talking to, I'm 30 years old. A lot of them have been in their position for 15 years. Sure. Yeah. I haven't even been out of college that long. Right. Yeah. So they kind of, you know, in some instances they almost have a, a look to me already because I'm young. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, until you get talking and start explaining yourself and explaining what you're doing. But I think that's been the biggest difference from going to a, not a lower level position, but just trying to take your next step in your career is just dealing with larger volume deals and mm. more sophistication on the buyer end. So I know, I know for, you know, the door to door thing, I'm always fascinated with this. Um, it's not easy because we still get it. It, it, it lowered in its percentage, I would say from like the mid nineties when, you know, people were selling Kirby vacuums and stuff yeah, to yeah, your front yeah. door to now where you just get the random like oil companies, um, that are trying to like lock into your, your you already pay for electric or oil yeah. or whatever. And they're, they're not really selling you something like, well, you don't have to pay nothing. But I see them and they had these like, you know, these, these iPads or whatever, these tablets like wrapped around their necks and they're just like entering all this data. It looks brutal. Um, and I know a lot of doors get like slammed in their faces or like not even answered yeah. Yeah. most of the time. Or you know someone's in there, you could physically see them in the house <laughs> and they're just ignoring the yeah. door. Um, how do you how do you get over that? That those mental you know those are those are blocks I think um, that create a toughness uh, to you. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. And you know I don't know I call them gatekeepers. 
Because, mm-hmm. like, in, in my business, you always have to get through one person in order to, to get to the person I'm trying to talk to. Yeah. So a lot of times these guys have assistants, they have secretaries, and a lot of times their job is to keep people like me away from away. The, away. <laughs> they don't want to be talking to me. They don't want me talking to the boss because they're yeah, like, yeah. oh, he's just going to be bothering them, trying to right? yeah, sell them something, whatever. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's always you have to if you're going to be in sales you have to be okay with rejection yeah you have to get cool with it you have to be okay with it and it's just like you you know you have to just cut it loose once you get turned down okay move on to the next one so how do you take that rejection as this is business versus this is something personal towards me because here's the tricky part what i always found um because i also did sales and what I found, what was hard for me was my ego. And I would think, is okay, well, what am I doing? I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. And we all know that's not the case. I'm not saying that I'm a perfect salesman, but that's not always the case. Maybe I was selling a good product, or maybe my approach was good. Maybe it's just right. that person had a bad day, or they're not listening to it, or they just had an argument with their spouse, or something like, or yeah, they just yeah. don't have the time for you, or the money, you know? It's, it's okay. Um, that took me a little bit of time, and we talked about being on social media and, and, and on YouTube mm-hmm. and reading comments where people are just bashing you, um, and you have to develop that, that toughness. H- how does one separate that where it's not a personal thing versus this is business? Yeah, I would say that's definitely pr- pretty tough, too, because you have, you, know, you have people telling you no to your face a lot of times. Sometimes yeah. it's on the phone. Sometimes it's people just clicking the phone on your ear. and. Yeah. I just think you have to completely take your feelings out of it. Yeah. You know, which I always try to do. Like, it's never about me. It's always about the customer. Yeah. So I just never try to, like, make it about myself. Because I think the minute you start getting feelings towards the customer in a business relationship sense, and, you know, ultimately it's not good. Now, I'm not saying you can't have a close partnership with a customer or a client or whatever it may be. But I just think um, the ability to communicate i guess yeah is there is there like do you have like a book or you take notes somewhere where there's potential customers and just now is not the right time yeah so like what i call it is or a lot of people call it in the sales world is like a tickler list so like some people don't want to talk to you right now just not the right time or Mm. not the right time of year they don't like you right now it's tuesday they don't want to talk to you sure um whatever it may be and i just you know they're like follow up me a couple months so i always have a list of people that i'm continuously calling on all the time or just sending an email yeah um and then one of the things that i found successful is the fact that we can you you have to differentiate differentiate yourself yeah you you can't be they have 100 people calling them a day right why are you they going to talk to you? Right. What's the reason? We we call that here. We call it the edge. You got to have an edge about you. Yeah, yeah. You got to have something that's yeah. going to set you a- apart from the group. And here, here's a quick funny story that actually worked. Yeah. So was at my sales meeting. Somebody was saying something about how they got into this client by sending a 15 size shoe, like one of them ones you pick up at Nordstrom Rack. Yeah. <laughs> so like picked up one of them, sent it to the office, said, "Hey, I'm trying to get my foot in the door." <laughs> dorkiest thing ever you think it yeah. never worked yeah got the meeting for him wow so i came back and tried the same thing yeah and it worked for me and wow. it was a guy who i was like trying to get in touch with for probably the last year and a half yeah. wouldn't talk to me wouldn't touch me wouldn't yeah. say anything yeah yeah got that emailed me the next day and was like hey joe he's like i know i've been ignoring you pretty much but like i'll take your meeting next week yeah that's awesome yeah but i i think it's always about setting yourself away from the crowd i think like yeah whatever direction the crowd's going in you gotta not turn the other way and run but like do your own thing and yeah. make sure you stay on that track that's awesome 
Um, yeah, I heard. I didn't. I never heard that before, but I did hear. Um, I, I guess it was just like foot traffic. Um, I'm not familiar what. I don't remember what the business was, but it's the same thing. There's constantly, um, you know, people coming in, coming in, and they just get pitched with stuff. And if it's not even pitched with stuff, it's like, can you come to my event? Can you donate fifty bucks? Can you, you know, it's always something, and it's like. Um, how can you differentiate yourself? And this was it was really this person to get an interview to work for this person. So it was a totally different situation. Um, but they walked in and taped their resume to a box of donuts. And it was kind of like the same thing. He's like, what, what is this? And he's like, well, I brought you guys donuts. Um, but on the inside of the box was my resume. Not mine, but was this yeah. person's resume. Um you know, if you have time while you're eating the donut, could you just look it over real quick? And the person did. The person freaking landed the job. Wow. The person got promoted within two months, became a manager. Wow. The person's <laughs> now a director of that same company that they handed over, what, eight? I mean, Dunkin' Donuts is like eight ninety nine for a dozen donuts. Yeah. Eight bucks. Made them that edge. It made the, the hiring or talent acquisition, whatever, smile and laugh because it's different because you're getting the same white pieces of paper with black print on it yeah day in and day out what do you think if someone's that creative on trying to approach you that's how creative they'll be in the workforce too. absolutely and they're you know what i mean so it's and and it came up with with a lead kind of how joe was saying it wasn't that wasn't even like the first contact with the person because to be honest with you i think that you know, with the shoe or the donut, I think that would be very weird if that was your very first interaction. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's just that's too much. Now you're you're a weirdo. I'm definitely not even going to come close yeah. to you because that's who does that. But if you're building up and I see your name, see your name, see your name, and then you do something creative, there's something there. It's like even if I don't have a position, even if you know, uh, Les Brown talks about this all the mm. time, where he called the radio station. Les Brown's now currently a motivational speaker, but he started out in dish, being a dish jockey. Um, and he, he was just doing the soundboards where, you know, you, you don't do anything that the camera's not on you or whatever. So he would call every single day. Les Brown will call every single day and say, do you have a position open? He's like, Les Brown, you called us yesterday. There's no position. This is a small radio station. Yeah. There's no, uh, you know, there's no position to, so he calls the next day. He's like, hi, Mr. Whatever his name was. I'm just, this is Les Brown. I'm just wondering if there's a job position open. He's like, there's not, Les, you just called, this is two days in a row now. Well, I don't know if someone died. I don't know if someone <laughs> got fired. I don't know if someone walked away from you. I have no idea, so I'm calling. So the third day, he walks in instead of the call. So this is where the edge comes in. He walks in, and uh, he sees he sees the guy. He obviously recognizes. He's like, hi, my name is Les Brown. I know who you are. Go get my coffee. <laughs> and that was it from there. He became a disc jockey for the... Uh, he's wow. like, he, he, you got to hire somebody like that uh, because it wasn't creepy. Now, if he just walked in and started doing that, right, or if he walked... Yeah. It, there were steps leading up to that. That yeah. in itself is selling yourself. Oh, completely. I, I, think that's a, I think that's a huge point, too. I think... You know, even me taking the job where I'm at now, you have to sell yourself first. Yeah. And I think, I think, I don't forget who it is, maybe Steve Jobs that has that quote where it's yeah. like, sell yourself now and worry about figuring out the job later. Yeah. Something along yeah. those yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I think that's completely right. Yeah. Like, if you <laughs> yeah, can sell sure. yourself and you have the confidence that you think you're going to be able to do it, you can learn it, jump in it and do it. And, yes. You know, figure it out on the way. Absolutely. Uh, I think there's even like a Ben Franklin quote. It goes mm. back. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, here, here's the thing. I believe if you want something bad enough, it's not going to be pretty, right? It's not going to be like the little image that you have in your head. I mean, think about what, you know where you want to be 
uh, where you want it to be at this point in your life, I can guarantee you're going to say somewhere way higher, right? Because all of us will say the same thing. Man, I thought I'd be X, Y, and Z at this point in my life, right? Sure. But we are where we are for a reason, right? And we're built that way so that when we can get to the level that we always aspired to be, we can take those hits. We can take those you know, phone hangups mm-hmm. or the door slamming in our face. You can eat that at that point. I have very – in management, I have very awkward um, – conversations i really do and it's just awkward like i don't know how else to explain it mm-hmm. you can't make this stuff up i would have never been prepared uh to to handle you know number one booking guests for this you know going back and forth with other businesses and doing business or collaborations with other businesses if i didn't have these awkward conversations because after a while you become like immune to it yeah I mean, I I can talk to, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's awkward as hell. And I'm a little bit more comfortable with awkward conversations. Yeah. Um, Even if it's you like kind of chin checking somebody and you're having that awkward conversation. And it's like, we all know this is awkward, but this has to happen. And it's going to come from my voice and I'm not going to text it to you. You're going to hear me say this to you, whether it's in your face or over the phone or something. Yeah. But you get more and more comfortable with that. And I'm not even saying that in a negative way. I'm just saying, like, these conversations have to happen. Yeah. Or, no. you know, that, that's just life. That, that's completely true, too. And I think uh, just kind of revert it back to business a little bit, which you are. But, you know, if you have to go to your customer or your client and tell them something they don't want to hear, or yeah. you have to push back on them and tell them they're wrong, you know, they, yeah. that's, that's a spicy meatball for them to be swallowing, yeah, number right. one, because yeah. you're telling them they're dead wrong. Yeah. You know you're right, but you have to, like, toe that line. But at the same time, you've got to have the awkward conversation. Yeah. They ultimately respect you more down the road anyway. 100%. Yeah. Where, you know, in so- sometimes some of my, you know, conversations I would not have or I'd have in, like, a very, like, different angle. I wasn't directly telling, you know, people what, what the issue was. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, you got, you know. Let's let's look out for this next time and blah blah blah. And they they weren't even understanding what I was even saying because I was so like beat on the bush. Yeah, it was so because it was awkward. Yeah. And then, um, but I do think there's a science to that. I do think there's an art to telling somebody. To then I got to the point where I was like, listen, you know I hate saying kind of things like this, but yeah. this is what it is, and you know we know that we got to do it this way. And how it came across was not that way. I mean, you know, how can we make this right? To then, it's like, you know what you did wrong, right? <laughs> now yeah, just that's... blunt, direct, and it's yeah. just like blah, blah, blah. But you can't, you have to watch who you use that approach on, right? So if I'm, I'm talking to somebody like that who I have a long-term partnership with. Like I'm talking to my brothers or something yeah, like yeah. that, right? But if I'm talking to a new person, I'm like, listen, these conversations are always weird, they're always awkward, and I just throw that out there, so now it's like, all right, everyone knows. Yeah, Yeah, it's like, this is awkward. We get it, it's awkward. Here's the thing. We have to do something. I don't know what went wrong, or maybe it was a miscommunication on my end. I have no idea, but you did X, Y, and Z wrong. But, and I think even what you're saying there, but even saying like, oh, we need to figure this out, or like, we need to like, this is going wrong, and we need to do that, I the think we. that's even, yeah, the yeah. we is like, yeah, instead yeah. of going to them and be like, well, this isn't right, you did that wrong, right. this is wrong, you're, you're trying to help them come up with the plan. Right, so right. So now you're not going, you're not coming at them necessarily, <laughs> Yes, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on their team. Exactly, exactly. And that's, yeah, oh, and listen, and as you said, people respect that. You know, I respect someone saying like, dude, you did X, Y, and Z wrong, um, obviously we're not all perfect, you know, what what can we do to make this right? That right there, that's a mentor, that's a coach, that's someone trying to help you, 
right? That's the difference between a boss and a leader. Mm. When a boss is just yelling, 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 all this craziness, where a leader is throw it out on a table, let's look at it, and let's figure this out. Because it's kind of like the conversation we had before uh, you know, the show started. It's like, we all have a vested interest in this whole thing being a success. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. why would I, you know, scold somebody or whatever when it's like, dude, this is my investment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, dude, we're trying to make the best product, yeah. you know, possible. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's just all part of it. But uh, s- switching gears a little bit and, and, and talking about obtaining customers, because obviously the only way um, or, or knocking door to door isn't the only way. And uh, obviously, I'm, I, I, I'm not sure, but you may have graduated from that method. But what are some other ways? I know you use social media if you want to explain or expand a little bit. I'm not asking you to leak all your yeah. secrets, but uh, <laughs> kind of give us some like hints or you know, just kind of in the, in the mind of, of where you are with all that. Yeah, so I, I again, I think it's just thinking outside the box effort. You got to go where people aren't looking or, or try to go to areas that you think are different. Yeah. So I think, you know, obviously everyone, you know, there's LinkedIn, you go on there, you find things. Yeah. And then, but, you know, I personally within this industry, I've been, been helped with referrals from current customers. Yes. Where they've been in the industry for maybe 25 years. They've worked at four of the big companies that do what they do. Yeah. And they say, hey, call this guy he could use your help because he already, the guy I'm working with already knows me. He's sold them on what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now he's referring me to his new customer, which you can never, to my, in my, at least in my experience, you never get anything better than a personal referral. Mm. 100%. It's always warmer conversation and you're good to go. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a big way. And then, you know, cold calling. I mean, as much as it, as much as people say, Oh, you know, once you get to a certain spot in sales, you don't have to cold call. You don't have to do this. I think I'm always going to cold call just because I've gotten some of my biggest accounts and some of my biggest business from that method. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not going to leave that method behind. Right. Just add to it. Right. So I think you just have to, to be able to to add different parts, whatever that is, referrals, LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. sending a big 15 shoe, whatever it may (laughs) be, you know what I mean? To, to, to differentiate yourself. That's Gabe's size, though, so he would actually. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a box full of 15. Yeah, I'll, I'll just keep rejecting you, too, so I'll have a bunch of shoes. That's right, yeah, you'll have, a whole, you'll have a bunch of sets by the end. Um, all right, so obtaining customers, obviously, you know, um, is one thing. So in LinkedIn, so here's the thing with social media. Here's the thing that kills me about social or bothers me is the spam. And I'm not saying that that's what's going on with you, but I'm just saying just. It's not even people. It's like these bots that are just, and it. You get to. I get. I open up my social media. If I could open it up right now, I guarantee there's yeah. like four requests that somebody wants. Hi, you want to gain more followers? It's like it's like yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's like come on. Like how does this not get blocked already? How old is uh, Instagram at this point too? Sure. You're not. I don't even know if they have a method behind that or whatever. Um, and you could decline them, but there just gets to. It's kind of like what you're talking about with the edge. It's like how do you separate yourself? from the junk when it comes to social media because social media is totally different yeah right so do you have yourself like a presence um obviously you're you know you're you're you have a good picture or you have a you know like a great little resume that you put on there so people understand uh who they're dealing with um but you know it gets a point where it's like people are asking me if i want more followers and they literally have 67 followers themselves. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what? It, you just know off the bat that that's trash. Right, right. Um, how are you now, I guess, interjecting into the minds of people who are now find this obnoxious? Uh, I would say that it's different with everybody. Like, th- I think you have to cater to your crowd. So, 
sometimes I deal with people who are uh, younger, they're my age, they're 30 years old, even younger than me, and they own these, these huge, massive companies or have a big interest in them. And other times, so those people are obviously involved in the everyday of the social media. They're on there. They're, you know, interacting. Yeah. Whereas, you know, no offense to the older generation of some of my clients, they're not on there as much and they just tend to blur it out. Because right. they don't want to deal with any of it. So they right. don't want the good, the bad, the, the spam, nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas the people my age will take it. So I just, you know, I don't necessarily go about it because I work for a larger corporation on social media platforms like that. Yeah. Um, that That's more of like my company that does that. But I think it's all about your brand, you know, and what you bring to the table. Because ultimately the people are buying from you and I think it always comes back to you. They're going to, they're not going to buy from somebody that they don't like. And I, that's so like cliche to say everybody says that in sales, but it's true. Like, dude, it doesn't I, matter what you have. It's very true. Um, listen, we, we, re, we referred a realtor, right. Um, who helped us obtain our house and all that good stuff. We literally did it because of this, the, the service that she provided. Dude, there was no, it was like this, this person literally goes to war for you when it's trying to get your, your assets in, 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 in alignment and trying to get you this property or whatever it is, or sell your old property, whatever it is. Mm. She like just goes to bat for you, right? So it was literally out of the kindness and genuineness out of our heart. We're referring her to, you know, yo, if you need to tell me, blah, 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 it was X, Y, and Z. Um, and I'm bringing this up because I'm going to ask you a question. But, you know, we got like a letter uh, later on down the road saying, you know, like a thank you letter that apparently one of our friends, we didn't even, I didn't even know initially that they used this person, um, that, you know, you get a little kickback for a referral. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is crazy. I wasn't huh. even doing it for that. Obviously, like, thanks. But it was like, um, wow, it made me want to refer even more. Not because of the whatever the kickback. It had nothing to do with that. It was because you felt appreciated. You felt that your referral was valued. Mm. Um, is, is that something that you do where you have a customer who then refers you, another customer, do you give them any kickback or is that an idea or concept or you even send them a thank you? Like, Yeah, so I definitely do. We, don't, we can't give kickbacks like monetarily valued sure. or anything like that. But in terms of like a thank you card, always. Like, yeah. I, I, I would never, it'll always be a handwritten note too. I don't, you know. And he has some ugly handwriting. Yeah, it's like chicken scratch, yeah. horrible. Sometimes I have to apologize for it when I'm, as I'm writing it. And I'm like, this is so bad. But, you know, instead of just getting like a typed letter, you know, that's yeah. so much, people just feel it's like more personal. And, and they, they feel the connection too. And I think when you show them that, that you actually care, you're so thankful to that. Yeah. That like. Of course, like just in your case, you want to do it again. You want to refer right. again right. because you want to, you want that feeling again, even yeah. though you don't know it was coming. You want that feeling yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of, of, of appreciation again. Yeah, there's another appreciation, another award, whatever it was. Yeah. It can get addicting, but that's like that goes back to this whole like repeat customers. Um, so talking about that, how do you maintain the customer once you have them? So getting them is one thing. And everyone knows we could blow this out the water, right? Goose knows. Goose has uh, Goose is a barber, and he, he had uh, staff who, let's just say, aren't close to the calendar or the, the mm-hmm. clock very often. Mm-hmm. And they're just blowing appointments, and someone's sitting around for 45 minutes waiting, and they forgot. And, you know, and that, that can go, you know, so many different directions. But they lost that customer. I can guarantee that, right? Or you see that customer sitting in the other barber's chair the next time. Mm. 
I don't know if you want to talk about any of that, but no. Well, that's just like if you handle those situations. Me as the, the owner um, of the shop, if you handle that situation the right way, that person's not going to leave the, your 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 establishment or business or whatever. They'll stay within, but they'll never do business with that person that they're right. waiting for. So it's all like the same thing. It's like honestly, now that person. They had an appointment with Barbara A. He didn't show up 45 minutes late, and I suggested like a recommendation. How about try Barbara B? He's just as good, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So now he's there. His For me as a business owner, my appreciation is that he keeps going to Barbara B now. Yeah. So it's like now this guy, so it, everyone's happy in a way, and the and guy a lesson, left out. And, yeah, and a lesson and, and for Barbara A. Exactly. Now I, lesson learned, and everyone's happy at the end. And, I mean, obviously, if you're if you're blowing like customers away – you should expect like for them not to come back or expect something in some kind of discipline like no money in your pocket you know like whatever yeah, no commission 100%. or whatever so yeah that's for me as a business owner that's what i try to do try to redirect yeah. it and i i'm in the middle of everything so i try to like like you said give a recommendation to another barber without them going somewhere else yeah without them leaving keeping the, the business within yeah yeah completely and i think just like retaining your your customers it's so hard like you could work for a year year and a half two years just to even get a meeting with that person yeah, yeah. and i feel like that's when the work starts right once right. you get the meeting that's when the work's actually started even yeah. though you feel like oh i've been beaten down for the past two years <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean but you have yeah. to you you have to come with your plan then and be ready yeah and, so. and the, the hardest thing with anything is being consistent and and just trying to like maintain anything like even if you go working out like you you lose weight the hardest part is maintaining to lose that weight yeah. keep that weight loss you know what i mean same thing if you have a client you've been trying to get the hardest part is to keep them happy and satisfied maintain that relationship yeah so it's all about yeah just that one thing you said consistency yeah, too. Consistency. just like yeah. you know with anything in your life i feel like you can yeah. apply it anywhere yeah. yeah as long as you're doing it you're going to be successful yeah now now one thing that was mentioned there that you know i'd like to bring up is when, when you have a customer um, who obviously is giving you a difficult time, the, the misconception of a salesman is basically they just sell whatever. You know, they don't care. It's all about the commission. They don't care. Now, some people with the mentality is that, but I think the most successful people, they're, they're also adding value to their customers, uh, wh whatever their product and service is. With that being said, are there customers that you have turned down? So the opposite, because, uh, or you could potentially, maybe you haven't come across that just yet, but you could potentially see yourself, and why would you? Yeah, so I have turned, like, it's only really happened once, I would say I had had to turn someone down, yeah. and it was more of a position of, I felt that, that I was getting toyed with in a way yeah. that wasn't professional. Yeah. So I kind of was just like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep jumping into this situation, I'm mm -hmm. not going to keep trying to do work for you because you yeah. haven't given me any business yet. Yeah. You've asked me to go look at a bunch of things, yeah. right? But you haven't given me any business and now you're kind of playing games in the rat race that this is. Right. So like, I don't really have time for the games right, more right. or less. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so let's either true. just talk business or if you don't want to work with me, tell me that too. Because I'd respect it more if you just told me, listen, Joe, I don't like you. I don't want to work with you. <laughs> yeah. Whatever yeah. it may be. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, or yeah. just like, we don't like your company. Okay, that's cool. Just tell me. I'll... I'm off. I'm yeah, gone. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, yeah. a way to handle that. I think, I don't know who it was. I don't know where I heard this, but they said uh, when you're in an argument or you're in a conversation, the person that wins is a person that, not that they don't care, it's that they 
they don't want it as much. Mm. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. So th- it's almost like a stressor where it's like, you're dying to have this deal. I'm trying to make this deal. I'm the, the person that's in power is the person who, ha- who gets to say yes or no, this deal's happening. Yeah. Right. And they're not as intense or tense as you are um, as the salesman. So there is something about being laid back, but there's also something about being so laid back where it, do- it doesn't look like you care. Mm, right. Yeah. So you have to have enough where it looks like, all right, you care enough. Listen, I'm going to put the ball in your court, right? Um, this is where we stand. This is my product and service. This is what my company does. This is how we're better than the competition. Here's my edge. Boom. You lay it out on a table. Obviously, that's a very clean conversation. It's not It's not always that clean, but you walk away and then you follow up. And like, I like my whole, my favorite approach is I'm not selling you anything today. And I know how blunt and like cheesy and like, wait, what? A guy, a guy almost sold me on an alarm system for my house doing this. He's like, I'm not selling you anything. I can't sell anything. We don't, we're not allowed to take money. We're not, and he came up to me and I'm like, all right, what do you, I know I just, I, he opened at least, yeah, he at least opened the conversation. I'm like, I already have an alarm system. I don't need a new alarm system. But honestly, I want to learn something from what you're doing right now because that approach was so dope. I haven't heard it. That was his edge. Yeah. He said, I'm not selling you anything. I, I can't sell anything. He's like, look, I have no, we, we don't even have like that. What's that, uh? What's that little white card thing that you could swipe the, you could plug it into your iPhone, you could swipe credit cards on? Cube or something. Cube. Yeah, it's like a cube. I think it's cube. Anyway, it's just like a little (laughs) device that you plug into your cell phone and you could swipe credit cards and you could accept payments. Um, He's like, I don't have a cube. I don't have this. I don't have that. I'm like, all right, so so what are you doing then? Because now I'm curious. More, I don't even, I don't need an alarm system. (laughs) I have one already. It's more of like, what is he going to say now? Because now you, that's, I don't need my foot in the door. And it was great. Dude, I had that with a search engine. They yeah. called the shop phone. They're like, uh, can we speak to the owner or manager of the business? I'm like, yeah, that's me. I didn't say what I, what position I was. I said, yeah, that's me. Yeah. They're like, right, we're from, um, I don't want to say, it was a search engine company, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, um, yeah, we just want to take five minutes of your time. It's not going to cost you anything. I'm like, all right. So I was like at the end of my lunch break. So I'm like, all right, let me hear you out. So they, they start going on, start going on with like, tell me some kind of plans. And they knew all my stats on like, on who's like looking me up and whatever, right. and they're on point with it. And then also I'm looking, I'm like already eight minutes into this. I'm like, okay. And then, so then they started trying to sell me on some stuff. They're like, oh, well, certain, t- uh, we can give you this package so we can make your search, so you make your website first, blah, blah, blah. And now it's $30 a month. And I'm like, now I'm fuming. Because yeah. this lady told me it's not going to cost me anything. I thought she was just trying to, I don't know, yeah. update something on my system right. or whatever. So now, my next client comes in and I'm still on the phone and I was trying to be patient. I was yeah. trying to like, so it kept going. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not interested. I'm good where I'm at, blah, blah, whatever. Like, okay, we understand you're not interested. Hold on, I want someone to talk to you. I'm like, I don't want to talk to no one. I got to go. I have an appointment coming. Dude, like as I'm talking, someone else comes on the line. Oh, hello, um, Mr. Velez, because I told my, yeah, we just want to see if we can get you. So now there's two people on the phone with me. I'm like almost 15 minutes deep, and they're trying to charge me $80 a month. <laughs> they yo, and I, and I said this. I'm like, yo, you guys, you guys have a better, you guys better come up with a better tactic. I'm backed up on my, I'm, I'm a barber. I'm the owner of the barber shop. I have appointments coming in. I'm five minutes backed up on my appointment. You told me it would take me five, it'll be five minutes of my time. It's not going to cost me anything. Now it's cost me $80. A month, whatever. I'm like, I, I appreciate the call, but thank you guys, and can you get me off the list? They're like, yeah, yeah, and they kept going. I just had to hang up, which yeah. I should have did in the very beginning. Yeah. But if I would have never explained myself, now they have a, they understand that this is what they're doing to people. Yeah, You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's feedback on them. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I just, because I like to have feedback on my business. So right. I was trying to give them feedback, 
and like try to be the most polite way. But dude, they're trying to get business from me and they're being rude. Right. So I'm like, dude, there's no like, and it is a huge company too. I'm yeah. like, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's yeah. um, search engine optimization. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, and it, and it is big. It's big when you know people listen. People don't go to your website to see how great you are. They just don't. They because everyone knows you're gonna fluff yourself and you're the yeah. greatest Especially thing now, since sliced yeah. bread. Yep. So what they do is what do they do? They go to Google and they see how many you know who's ranking you. What's the commentary? How many stars you have? How many stars you have? That's what it is. Um, so yeah, search engine optimization is it's SEO. That that's that's great stuff. But that approach is awful. So it's 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 kind of like um, you know almost going to the over promising and under delivering, mm-hmm. which is the worst position you want to be in. Whether you're in a relationship, uh, whether you're a salesman, whether you're a father, there's nothing worse than coming up short of your promises, right? Um, to yourself, that's maybe one thing, but when it comes to other people, uh, that becomes a reputation that you do not want to have. Um, ha- have you ever you know, got yourself in a jam or anything like that where you promised somebody something that never came through? Maybe was your wasn't your fault, but... Uh, have you ever experienced anything like that? Yeah, and in my world, it's kind of tough to do that because I work a lot with, like, I work, my crews work out in the elements. Yeah. So we have to go off of weather. So yeah. that means we have to put schedules together based off weather. So if a customer comes to me and says, I need a job done by June 10th, yeah. and I'm like, it's May 10th, I'm like, no problem. Job takes me three weeks. We'll be done, wrapped up, out of there. Yeah. There's situations weather arises and yeah. they're like, okay, you told me it was going to be done in three weeks. Yeah, but we had two weeks of rain. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like we couldn't work. You didn't. We weren't there because there was rain. Right. And right. They don't care about that. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah. you know, it's tough. So I, you know, I always try, especially with me, because I'm who I'm working with. Yeah. It only takes one job for me to burn a bridge and not be working with the company anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I always try to like under deliver and yeah you know or under promise over deliver yes that's what you just want. so you, yeah. Yeah, you know what i mean just so you not to put yourself in that position because i've been in the position and it's like you, you just have to backtrack you you feel stupid <laughs> yeah, you yeah, look yeah. stupid yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, i feel like all the words that are coming out of your mouth are just yeah, not yeah, right yeah, yeah. just like yeah. not good so like this is even, where my life is right yeah, now yeah like it's this brutal. just happened to me so yeah but so like, you know, just try to go the opposite way. And I think that just becomes, you know, a communication thing and making sure that they're aware. So is that something where instead of saying four weeks, it's you say five weeks, but no. knowing it should take three weeks and then your crew's also aware? Yeah. It's hard. No, yeah, it, it is hard. And it's, you know, it's, it's dependent. And yeah, I, you say. Or you just say weather pending. Yeah. You say, you say four weeks, but you say weather pending. Yeah. But even, you know, you could write it in big, bold 36 font and people will still <laughs> yeah, just yeah. be like, yeah, I saw that, but I yeah, don't care. Still, like, yeah. yeah. It's like just disregard it. The ceremony is supposed to happen on July, June 10th, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. That's too funny. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So can you explain a little bit? Um, all right. So everyone knows the uh, sales industry is a competitive one. Um, it could be a beautiful thing. It could be a dirty thing. Uh, it just depends on who you're dealing with, dealing with what you're dealing with, the situation, the product, the service. Um, explain the competitiveness in the in the industry. I think it's I think it's a little bit like twofold. I think you know you have your competitors on the outside, obviously that you're go that you're competing against for business with clients. Yeah. And then I think you also have the competitor that 
you're competing against the other people that are in your company. Yeah. So like there's two different ways to look at it. And I think with the competitors on the outside, I think you always have to be, you know, mindful of them. But I always, I never try to focus on what they do bad or what they do good. Yeah. I'm always aware that they're there. I always give them props mm-hmm. for what they do, but I never would ever like bad mouth a competitor because I think it's just like it's just bad for business. It's yeah. not yeah. good. Yeah. And I think you get more with, you know, being nice and talking good about someone rather than bad mouthing them. And if yeah. you know, I'm honest. If someone's better than me at something, I'll tell you. I don't. You know, I'm not trying to blow smoke and, and tell you that this is this great thing. But then on the other side, just as far as competitive. What I think is the the main part is like on the inside, like I don't want to lose to the other people that I work with. Yeah. Like they're number one, they're all, most of them are almost twice my age. So they all look it down on me like, oh, you're in this position, but you're younger. So like when I start beating people in sales, it's like, oh yeah, how's this? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that that's how I always look at it is like, I'd rather, I just don't want to lose. I don't like, that's the part I don't like. Like getting the sales great, you know, obviously that's what you're working towards and everything. But like losing to like somebody else in my company or like having them better, which obviously it happens all the time. But like, you just, I, I think you have to just hate that side more and just like, you don't want, I don't personally ever want, like, I just want to win. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. No matter what it takes, you know, you want to be on the winning side. Yeah. So I think just having that, that mindset that, you know, always try to be in the first place. That's awesome. Um, have you ever dealt with someone trying to, or business trying to take customers from you? So that's a different kind of competition where, um, obviously we have these people knocking on our doors or kind of goose is just talking about, um, you know, why went on a brief break that, you know, there was a different phone company or whatever computer company that was trying to replace who he currently has his current provider. Um, is that something you have to face or someone just stealing your contacts or stealing your, uh, customers? So you mean internally? Yeah. So yes, all the time. Yeah. I would say you know, there's other, there's one other person in the territory. Yeah. Um, business can be stolen in a, a plethora of different ways, right. but like you do have to be mindful of that and you have to, in that sense, be aggressive Yeah. because you can't let, if someone's like, Oh, I just took a, maybe a small $50,000 deal yeah. next month. It's 200,000 that month after it's half a million. Yeah. And now they got seven fifty on you. Yeah. So like you have to be aggressive to the point where it's like, no, that's mine. Like, very territorial in a sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you have to like, you're not going to get ahead by sitting back right. in sales. I feel like you have to be the go-getter. You have to be one kind of pushing the envelope. And if you let people try to come in and, and take what you're working on or have been working on it, it just gets messy. But yeah. it ha- I mean, it does happen all yeah. the time. It's crazy. Um, yeah, man, I just seen, I just seen it happen before and it was just like, one of the most slimiest things yeah. I've ever seen. It was like this person worked so hard to obtain this customer. And then this guy, once the business is already obtained, they just go and it's like, all right, we already sold on this kind of business. So now I just come in on the back end and just give you a better deal. Yeah. Um, that's where like the ugly parts yeah. come in. No, it, it completely, completely right. And I think that goes back to though, I think like culture of, of the business and, you know, what the dynamics are internally at whatever company you might be at. For me, 
the company that I worked at previously was a completely different culture than where I'm at now. Mm. It was just different. Where I was before was a, a lot of younger people were the sales reps. You would walk in and it would be music blasting, like <laughs> yeah. almost like a party vibe, but yeah, they yeah. wanted you because like in sales, you need energy. Like sure. yeah. nobody's going to go buy off someone who's like, hey, you know, I'm Joe. Like, yeah. how you doing? So, you know, they would always keep you very like, they wanted you to make it amped up. They wanted you to make as much money as possible. So you'd never want to leave. And this company, by all means, they want you to make money, but it's just a different environment where they're not so much, uh, they are worried about the culture, but I just feel like it's not their main focus. And I think, I don't know, just with like social media and culture and like the younger generation, that's what people want. People Mm -hmm. want like a good vibe from their work. They want to be, feel appreciated and all that. Sure. Definitely. Um, Speaking about that, you know, what's the toughest part uh, of being a salesman? Probably the rejection. Yeah. Earlier, I I mean, earlier I said, you know, it's something you got to get comfortable with. But I think I would say the rejection and the unknown. Yeah. Because like there are months where you don't know what your commission will be, if Mm. any, you know what I mean? If you're having a bad month or something like that. Yeah. Um, And and then, you know, your sales quota, the big bad sales quota that you got looming over your head every month. Right. So like I think that is So is it is it is it a combination of just being like scared <laughs> and motivated or is it like cuz it's like like you said there's a sales quota so whatever whatever it may be if like you know you have to generate $100,000 worth of sales in right. this month whatever um and you know there's like 5 days left in a month and you're only like halfway there right so you got to land a whale so to speak um, in whatever industry, is that something more that you're, you're, you're operating out of fear or is it something, or is it the same thing? Or is that also motivation? Uh, yeah, I'd say a little bit of both because yeah. you're, you know, ultimately, uh, like I'm, I'm operating towards a goal. Like I have a certain dollar amount goal that I want to yeah. hit and I know I have to exceed. Yeah. So like, that's what I'm shooting for. And that's what, I guess you could say it scares you because in sales, it is in a lot of places a cutthroat business. Like yeah. if you're not selling, if you're not producing, chances are you're going to get canned. Yeah. It just is what it is. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think that it's a little bit of the fear but, plus the motivation. Yeah. It's a little bit, it's a little bit of both. Yeah. The, um, you know, coming up on, can you talk a little bit about the months where you, you, you do come up shy and how, how does one bounce back off that the following month? So number one, that doesn't happen again or so you don't fall into an actual slump yeah i think uh being communicative with your boss or manager or whoever that is and and figuring out number one why did you fail why did you not get to your mark was it did you not you know talk to enough people did you not have enough projects you were working on what was it yeah and then formulating a plan to try to make sure it doesn't happen again but, you know, there are months, by all means, like it's a very cyclical business. So roofing in the Northeast, you can't do all year round. You can do sure. it nationally, but not all year round. Yeah. So I think you just have to make your losses not that big. Yeah. So you have to, if your quota every month is 100000 and in the first two months of the year, you only sell twenty five each month. So now you have to make up 150000 Yeah. You have to know in the back of your head that you have to be every month chomping away at that a little bit extra, a little bit extra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you always try to obviously start the year hot, but if you don't, you're always clawing back till you get to, to even almost mm-hmm. in a sense. Yeah. 
So is that something that you do? You tap into your resources in a sense? Like, do you go into classes? Do you take classes? Do you have meetups? Is there conferences? Or you just kind of bounce ideas off your manager? Yeah, I, I kind of bounce. I mean, it depends where I'm struggling. Like, if, if I was working on a, a huge deal and we just happened to lose out for good reason, which you don't want to do, but it happens. Yeah. It is what it is. Like, you feel like you did everything you could do to, to ultimately win it, and you don't. Right. It stinks, but... Your, yeah. your manager is very understanding of that because they've been in that position. They yeah. understand. Um, so I think that they, you know, just having them there to say, oh, maybe you could do this this way or do this that way. And just having a different, fresh perspective from the, the ideas that you're pushing through your head because you got to think, like, you're the one that just missed quota. Right. So you're the one that's worrying about next month quota plus the month you just missed. Right. So, like, he's just worrying about the overall picture, whereas, mm. you know, you're so in, like, the weeds of the day-to-day. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. I know. I know. Uh, even like car salesmen, where they don't meet their quota, it gets like taken out of their you know next pay, wow. future page. Yeah. It's like whoa, and, and it's ju- heavy. Yeah, and just to talk like, you know, how much like the grind of sales is, is. My previous company, there was people that, like it was like a heavy intensive of cold calling. It was a lot of people that were newer out of college. I saw people come into the company and be there for thirty days and leave crying after thirty days. Yeah, yeah. and it was just like. And it wasn't like, oh, it was girls or it was guys. It was yeah. like a lot more guys than it was girls doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just because like they could either like didn't want the pressure or whatever, and they didn't realize it was going to be a hard work. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people see sales and they're like, oh, you know, you can make all this money or it's all great or you only work these many hours. Yeah. yeah. But they don't see like the behind the scenes stuff, right? They see the right. end product or yeah. the end, you know, sold deal, whatever it may be. Yeah. That's tough. It is yeah. tough. Yeah. And in, I mean, that's, I mean, I would say that's, that's fair to say in, in most businesses, mm. um, you know, and, and, you know, sometimes you have a talent, right? Sometimes you make, you may make it look easier than what people think. Like, well, he, he just called like five people and just locked in two. I mean, I can make five phone calls right now and everyone dumped the phone on me, you know, yeah. throw it yeah. down the toilet and it's just like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Um, that's tough, man. It, it's trippy on your ego too. I yeah. know that's definitely, um, not easy, but there's definitely that, that mental toughness, um, you know, not to compare it to any, you know, military or anything, but there's a reason why some people make it through and, and, you know, or have the ability to serve our country and yeah. some don't make it past boot camp. There's a, there's a, there's a challenge. There's a, there's a mental capacity that has to be there. Um, and that's the reason physical. why that's set up that way. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost like saying, saying too, it's like, well, it's filtering people out. Yes. I mean, how bad did you want this? I yeah. mean, within that first month, you're done, you're shot, um, and it's all over. Yeah. I talk about that the whole time with the, uh, the, the shirt company or the lifestyle brand where it's like, dude, you realize how many things you have to overcome, just basic things, and that gave me so much trouble. Yeah. But – for me, it was way, way, way beyond that, that, yeah, that was a headache. Yes, of course, that was an inconvenience, um, mm-hmm. but the picture's way bigger for me, mm-hmm. right? So prior, if you ask me prior, um, it was all about me just flipping a dollar. How can I make one into two and two into four, right? Yeah. And so when something like that would come, I'm like, ah, well, I could, there's so many ways to make money, so I'm done with this idea. Yeah. Um, so it really does depend on where your heart is, sure. where your mind is. I mean, I mean, and two, it's, it's, you know, bringing in your experience, but as you mentioned, it's like the leadership, you know, if you have a very unsupportive management team in place, um, you're going to have what is called a revolving door business where there's constantly new salesmen in and out or whatever the, you know, the business or services. Um, it's just not a fun 
place to be. Yeah. It's really not. I've experienced it. I've been in it. Um, having zero support from you know upper management, uh, it's just not a good look. It's not a good look for anybody. No. Uh, your business is suffering. Your people are suffering. You're suffering. It's stressful. Uh, it's painful to watch. Yeah. You're crushing people like all at the same yeah. time. Like this is bad. It's, I mean, it just stinks. Yeah. Um, it, it's definitely not fun. Um, now, do they do? You know, does you know in this industry with with commissions is that something that they do to kind of not lure you but to like push you is that is that where that comes from like everyone's not a motivational speaker right but there's some people who know how to coach you know um strategically but when you're kind of you you know the carrot is a big is a pretty big carrot i mean i'm sure it's going to motivate a lot of people yeah no I, i mean for me it is that i mean that's why i do it like for me to like I've had a job where I had to go to an office and sit there from eight to five, do collector check every week. And for nine, maybe 90% of the world or 80% of the world, that's great. It's cool. They love it and they kill it. Yeah. But for me, like it wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't the schedule I wanted. It wasn't the money I wanted. It wasn't any of that. Yeah. So I think, yeah, the, like in a lot of places I feel are this way, you're able to make a lot more in commission than they'll ever pay you in salary. Right, right. You know what I mean? And they want it, they do it that way on purpose. Purpose, yeah. You win big, they win big. Everybody's going to ultimately make money and do well. So I think that's 100%, you know, the carrot. Because even like, you tell me to throw a trash can on the roof, I'm like, nah, I'm good. You tell me if you pay me $500 to do it, and I'll get it up there very quickly. Yeah, Right? So it's like, yeah, you know, it's all about the motivation and what motivates you. And for some people, it's not always about the money to be in sales. Sometimes they want it because you can, in a sense, make your own schedule. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a lot of times I I do that just because like, I don't need to be in an office to, to work with my clients or do my business. Yeah. So a lot of people like it because they get to spend more quality time with their, their families. Yeah. Which is great. You know what I mean? Everybody's at a different point in their life and are looking for different things. So I think for me, you know, sales is, is kind of the money motivation behind it of ultimately. Yeah getting to where I want. Now, is there like an ultimate goal outside of this? I know you did talk about, you know, maybe being in the, uh, they call it the C-suites mm-hmm. uh, at one point, right? Is that where, that, or you want to own your own company or like what, what, what's, honestly, it had to be nothing specific, yeah. but just like kind of a general. No, I, I'm, I mean, right now I'm single, but like down the road, a family, a house, that's kind of what I'm like looking for like 10 down the 10 years down the road or even like yeah. three years down the road, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of what I'm building for. And I think there's like, I don't know if this is, you just get to a certain age and you stop to kind of, you stop kind of not caring about what the outside world has to say about you, Yeah. but you kind of just are focused on what you're doing. Like, yeah, absolutely. you don't have to like, you don't need somebody's approval to say like, Oh, you can go, Oh Joe, you can go do the podcast. You could say this, or you could yeah. do that. Like, yeah. Like if you want to go drink forty five beers in one hour, go do that. Let right, me let yeah. me work while you're doing that. Right, like exactly. don't you know what I mean? Don't hate yeah. on what I'm doing just because it's not up your alley. Exactly. Sure. So I think that's part of it too. Yeah. You know, just let me if I want to work, just you know, let me work and you want to do your own thing. I just yeah. think I think blocking out the the outside any kind of negative is too is a yeah. big motivator. One hundred percent. Um all right, so wrapping things up, uh you know, you, you spoke about that a, a little bit about the work-life balance. How, how do you how do you manage all that? I would say it's tough because I have clients that have facilities on the West Coast as well. Yeah. So sometimes it's a it's a late at night game or an early morning thing, and I think you just have to. 
I don't think I look at it so much anymore as like the the it's like this big bad job that I have to go to every day. Yeah. You kind I kind of look at it as like I run this as like as my own business. When I'm in yeah. sales, like I have to worry about the invoicing. I have to worry about bringing the projects in, getting them sold. Yeah. Getting them moved along. Mm. So I think you have to look at it much more from like a thirty thousand foot view rather yeah. than like the everyday. All right. So so just going back, it's the 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 obviously the the work life balance. It's how how are you you yourself managing and obviously it's not going to be the same as you are 30 year old yeah. joe versus you know 50 or 60 year old joe yeah um I, I just think you know you have to set time away for yourself like yeah. you have to have your time to like decompress from the the everyday this the, even the the minute phone calls the ones that are just mean nothing to you yeah. just to kind of get away from everything right and i think you have to take time like for me i like to golf even though i'm really bad but like for me yeah. that's like a stress reliever yeah so i go do that and i just listen to music chill out do my thing or yeah. go into the gym yeah you know what i mean so i think you have to have it it's definitely tough to do in sales because if your customer is calling you dangling something in your in your face right you're not going to not take that call you're right. going to answer every time right so like you know like like in sports, they say uh, availability is the best ability. Yeah, like yeah. Realistically, when you're available to your customers, anybody cannot answer the phone. Right. You know what I mean? Of course, you don't want to answer the phone 9.30 at night. But right. the ones that do is the reason that they keep coming back. Yeah. So I think separate yeah. it when you can, but it's hard to do. It is. And and no, and I and I, I do appreciate it. Because then once you get into, I, it, it's awesome too, because the situation that you're in, you're a single guy, you're, you're, you're like crushing it like all over. Um strategically it's the best move because then once you start to you know get your own family now your time being captured now once you lock into management or you know above you kind of have a little bit more set hours obviously you're going to yeah. have you know the crazy random calls and right. the emergencies or whatever um, but it's not going to be that wild where it's like the wild wild west somebody's going to call you at four in the morning whatever yeah. um maybe and it might happen but yeah. it's not on that regular right. basis where you're in like complete panic mode or at, at paranoia at all times. Um, all right. So the last thing is what's your recommendation to anyone trying to achieve their dream as a salesman? I would say get as ex much experience as you can because, you know, some sell those M&Ms, sell them M&Ms in, in college, <laughs> do it up. Um, it's too funny. Make sale, but sale. yeah. And, and don't come into sales just thinking it's going to be easy. Thinking it's going to be a cakewalk to yeah. making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. You know, it's, it's definitely a grind and you know there's going to be really tough times where you're going to be like this sucks i don't yeah. want to do this anymore yeah don't want to do it i'm done yeah but i just think you know pushing through those times are what makes your sales even better when you get them and and, and you know proceeding in your career yeah. so i would just say if you want to get into it get your experience get get used to talking to people because i think that's hard too yeah going definitely. in somebody's office and just sitting down and being like hi i'm joe <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah how you doing like how weird um, is this? Yeah, like, <laughs> like how are we doing? Um, so, you know, I, I just think experience is, you know, as much as possible. Love it. All right, so there you have it, folks. We like to wrap things up by quotes, and the first one is by Thomas J. Watson, Jr. Whenever an individual or a business decides that success has been attained, progress stops. And the second one by Mary Kay Ash. A mediocre idea that generates enthusiasm will go further than a great idea that inspires no one.
Set sails. In this episode, we have special guest and national account manager, Joe Snydman. We cover topics that range from customer retention, sales quotas, the art of new sales, competition, and much more. We wrap the episode up from quotes by Mary Kay Ash and Thomas J. Watson Jr. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. <laughs>